Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's TV Talk episode of Remembering Ann B. Davis was pre-recorded, so please enjoy. attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to... The Outer Limits. Here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curls. It's a story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own. They were four Davis, the American actress best known for her role as Alice Nelson, the housekeeper in the TV series The Brady Bunch, has died at the age of 88. A medical examiner in Texas said Ms. Davis had died on Sunday morning. U.S. media reports said she had fallen in her home. An autopsy is scheduled for Monday. The Brady Bunch ran from 1969 to 1974. Ms. Davis won two Emmy Awards for an earlier role in the sitcom The Bob Cummings Show. A friend of Ms. Davis, Bishop William Frey, told CNN she had fallen and hit her head, and suffered a subdural hematoma from which she never regained consciousness. The Brady Bunch was unusual at the time in focusing on a non-traditional family but was never controversial. Hello everyone, this is R.L. Demery. Joey Giggles is uh, on vacation, so he can't be here, so we're going to be doing a show tonight, uh, remembering Ann B. Davis. On uh, June 2nd, uh, unfortunately, she passed away from a fall, uh, and uh, the cause was uh, some sort of subdural hematoma, so it's sad to lose it, because we all know her as Alice, so we want to remember her life and all that, you know, the comedy she has done, so I've selected some shorts and also uh, about a 12-minute bio on her. So um, please enjoy, and uh, please, as always, just leave some questions and comments, you know, on the bar below, and enjoy the show. The following segments are three one-minute interviews of Ann B. Davis in her days as Alice Nelson on The Brady Bunch. So I apologize for the sound quality, 
but it's the way it is. I tried to enhance it a little bit to make it easier for everyone to hear. So please enjoy. The neatest thing about television is that they write for you. And the first, you know, the pilot or whatever, the first stuff you get is written, generally speaking, for the, for the, for the piece, you know. But then after a while, after a very short while, they find out what you can do, what you do best, how it works, and how they can use you. And so from there on, it's, it's wonderful because it's different. It's not like playing the same play forever and ever and ever and ever. And so, but the character is still the same. It just gets better and more, more developed. Yeah, that's great. Well, the character was fun uh, because they didn't, I mean, there were nine regulars on that show. You didn't have too much time to sit around and discuss characterization. But I made up my own character and I discussed it. I probably discussed it a lot with Lloyd because he, had, he was on the set herding the kids around and stuff and he was very bright and stuff. And I made up a background story <clears throat> based to a certain amount. I mean, I have a twin sister, so I used that as a basis. And I decided that my twin sister was going to be a doctor. She couldn't afford school. And so I took, started doing maid's work so that I could afford to send her. She could go to college. You know, I didn't get too involved with that kind of stuff. But that, that was sort of my reason. That was, and that I cared very much about this family. That it was my family, and as close to my family as, as Alice would ever get. And, you know, would have died for any single one of them at any, at any point. But, uh, you know, they wrote me, you know, surely. They wrote me such gorgeous things to do. <clears throat> they, you know, they want an intermediary between the kids and the adults, and between the boys and the girls, and between, you know, whatever. And they gave me funny things to do, and I did them funny. That's the way it's supposed to work. Let's talk about some of the cast members that you worked with, though, starting with Florence Henderson. Nice lady, nice lady. Um, talented. She used to drive me crazy. She had this voice of hers, which she was born with. She didn't have to hum or warm up. She'd walk on the sound stage at 6 o'clock, I uh, have this beautiful voice without even clearing her throat, for pity's sake. I'd be hacking away for the first half hour. Um, works very, works very hard. That, that, when we first did that show, she was busy doing Song of Norway. So we were shooting around her. And then, then when she got through with the Song of Norway, we, she was working very, very hard. And uh, I, I love Florence. She and I are good friends. We're not, we don't see each other a lot, but when we see each other, we're awfully glad to see each other. This is Scott Spears, and today we're joined by America's favorite housekeeper, making a rare interview appearance, Alice from the Brady Bunch, Ann B. Davis. Miss Davis, how are you? I'm just fine. How are you doing? Uh, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Uh, thank you. Now, I kind of want to start this interview way back. Can you tell us about your childhood? <laughs> Talk about way back. I'm going to be 83 in a few weeks. That's way back. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was born in Schenectady, New York, and raised in Erie, Pennsylvania, educated in Michigan, went out to California in 49. Wow. My soul is circulating, you know, my soul is circling South Dakota somewhere, saying, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Miss Davis, when did you realize you wanted to be an actress? Pretty early. My twin sister and I used to do little recitations and things when we were kids. You got beyond that. My uh, my mother was very interested in uh, amateur theater and community theater, uh, which was very popular back in the 20s and 30s. And my brother was a professional dancer for quite a number of years. He was in the uh, National Company of Oklahoma and called me madam on Broadway and that kind of thing. So uh, I, I was pretty interested pretty early. Yeah, sounds like it. When, what was the first role when people recognized you and said, that's Ann B. Davis? 
well, that was Schultze. They probably wouldn't say Ann B. Davis. They say, oh, there's Schultze, because the name got to be familiar before I did. And for our listeners uh, who don't know, tell them where Schultze came from. That was the Bob Cummings show. That went on the air in January of 1955 and ran for five years. And uh, I played, he was a photographer, and I played his assistant, who was madly in love with him. And he, he was just interested in the pretty models that he photographed. That was the general plot, so to speak. What was Bob like to work with? Oh, he was, he was wonderful for me to work with. I mean, gosh, I was just breaking into the business, and he was a famous movie star, which a lot of the young people now don't remember, but that's okay. Uh, so, you know, I was just terribly impressed with the fact that I was working with him. And he was very generous. He was very generous in the sense that, well, Bob wouldn't say that. Schultz would say that. And so I'd get a good line or the laugh line or tag or something like that. And I, I thought that was pretty nice. Absolutely. Turned out to be a great role and a great memorable role. Yeah, well, I got my two Emmys for that. Yeah, that what's it like to win an Emmy? Well, I'll tell you. Suddenly, you think you're going to faint, but you don't stand up there and you grin a lot for the next few days. <laughs> I can imagine. I've got some wonderful grinning pictures of me. Oh, I can imagine. What what a great role and, and certainly well-deserved Emmys for those. I had a good time doing that one, I'll tell you. Now, of course, our audience would be remiss if we didn't ask this question. How did your role as Alice on the Brady Bunch come about? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, I got to be part of a smallish group of uh, character women about the same age, and same price, and same kind of comedy, and so there were, we were always up for the same roles, but Sherwood Schwartz had seen my work. We had never met, but he'd seen my work and thought that I might be an addition to the way that he was putting together the Brady family with the combined families, uh, but he'd never met me, so he had, he flew me from, from Seattle, where I was doing some nightclub work, down to L.A., drove me out to the valley, and I met him and talked to him for half an hour, then they flew me back to Seattle, and I played that night. And then the next day, I, got, I took another plane and flew back to L.A. to shoot the pilot. Mm. So right and away. That was pretty exciting right there. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Now, Anne, who was Alice Nelson to you? Who was Alice Nelson to me? Well, she was a very good part, for one thing. And, uh, you know, as like any other actor, I was very happy to be working. I had never done a children's series before television. I'd done children's theater during my theatrical life, but uh, I did, I, you know, there was good writing, there were good people, and it was fun. Absolutely. And it would lasted forever. I mean, it's 40 years ago, you realize, since we shot that thing. And still going strong. Well, it's still going someplace. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, <laughs> Anne, what was it like when that show ended? Because it didn't have a great big farewell episode, but boy, did it become popular. Yeah, well, you see, the interesting thing was, I thought, I mean, after, we were all disappointed that it didn't go on for another year or two, but that's, you know, you always are. But it was interesting that the, when the, when we went off the air, they started rerunning a lot of things, and it was a time of expansion of television, so there was a lot of hardware, not very much software, and they began to run some sort of questionable series in the afternoons, when kids were coming home from school, that were a little, little racy for, for the time. And the mothers began to object. And so they began to either use Gilligan's Island or Brady Bunch. And it ran and ran and ran and ran. And so we picked up a new generation of children every year. 
And, That's why it's lasted so long. And it's been been absolutely wonderful. It's been a ball. Now, now, Anne, you've got to give me a thumbnail sketch of the following people. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. That, that was kind of, kind of a demand there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, so a little bit. I'll do my best. Who'd you have in mind? Robert Reed. Uh, he was a very uh, troubled young man because he was classically trained and wanted to do more important roles. He had done important roles before, a series called Defenders and movies and things. And he really wasn't terribly excited to do the Brady Bunch. But after it got going, he thought, okay. And he did, he did a heck of a job. Took, took all the kids to England one year as a, as a present to them, which was pretty nice of him. Florence Henderson. Oh, I love her. She's she's a real she's a real hoot. She and I are good friends to this day. We keep a, we keep in touch with each other as much as we can. Sherwood Schwartz. Oh, I love him. Well, he he invented the character and has protected the character all these years. And I like him very much personally and have a great deal of respect for him. Now, Anne, there have been some Brady Bunch... And his son, Lloyd. Lloyd is great. <laughs> I, I talked to Lloyd not too long ago. Great guy to talk to. Absolutely. He, he, he has a great memory. He remembers everything that's ever happened on that show. Anne, after the original Brady Bunch series ended, yep. was there a particular... Because there have been so many spin-offs, the, the Brady Variety Hour, the Brady Brides, the Bradys, which was the drama series. Yeah. Um, was there a particular favorite you liked out of those that bunch? Well, it would be hard to... Point one because they were all interesting. Because for one thing, it got us all back together again. I mean, as living together as we did those five years, I mean, five hours a day, I mean, twelve hours a day, five days a week for five years is a lot of togetherness. And so it was great to get together with them again and to see how they'd grown up and how they looked and how they acted. <laughs> and it was it was great fun. I don't I don't know which one I liked the best. I don't, I wouldn't be able to. I just like being together with that group of people again. Always kind of like old home week. Well, very much. And we, we were lucky we ever got any work done. We were so busy catching up on the news. <laughs> now, then after these Brady series with the original cast kind of ended, uh, these movies came about, the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah, well, I made a I made a cameo appearance in at least one of them, didn't I? As Schultze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Schultze, that's right. That, that was great. As the truck driver, Schultz. Yeah. That was a little bonus. I didn't expect them to do that, but they did that. I thought that's fun. What did you think of those movies? Well, I, 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 I had reservations about them. Matter of fact, I went to see the first one three different times trying to find the right audience to see it with. Because the first time I saw it, it was in a, it was a small house, and they're mostly my age, which at that time was in my, what, 60s or something. And they were not amused at all. So I went back to see it at another time when there was a younger audience. And they just thought it was wonderful. And I asked some of the kids in the play I was doing at the time, how did you feel? They were young, you know, dancers and stuff. Said, gee, I found myself tearing up all the time. It was so great to see the family together again. So, you know, there you are. That's great. It's always fun to run into some of the old fans after they've got, I mean, some of the new, you know, the older fans, now that they've gotten older. Right. Kind right. of. So many, so many times I've met somebody, you know, a man in a three-piece suit with a vest and a briefcase. He looks at me and says, oh, my goodness, it's Alice. Hi, how are you? You know, suddenly he's 12 years old again. That's right. Yeah. Knocks about 30 years off of him. Yeah, right away. Absolutely. Now, uh, Anne, I, I almost called you Alice there. Anne. It's been done. It's, it, it, it's been hard. For somebody who were to meet Anne B. Davis on the street and only had known you 
from television, what would they be surprised to find out? That I'm older. <laughs> that you've aged. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, I'm 80, 80, about to be 83 years old, and I was in my early 40s when I started, made, it, made the original series. So it's been a while. And uh, I think that, but, but they recognized my voice. And if I talk to them, they recognize my smile. And they're, you know, I've got to check out people. Don't I know you from somewhere? And that kind of thing. And I'm always pleased to tell them where they know them from. Ask them if they watched television when they were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> now, Anne, you've done so many wonderful series, Brady Bunch. Um, you had the great character of Schultze. What do you consider to be your career high? Well... You can't talk about a series in that sense because you've done a hundred and something episodes of everything. I think I had my most fun on stage. And I was very lucky in winding up my career on stage with a year and a half uh, tour in Crazy for You, in which I ended up playing the last six months on Broadway. That was my, I really loved that, let me tell you. That sounds like a great high. Oh, boy. And then two years ago, they did a concert version of Follies in Sullivan, Illinois, where I'd once done a, a theater job, and I got to play, I got to sing Broadway Baby, and that was fun to do. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Um, and you kind of, though, have now retired. I'm trying. I'm trying the best I can. I, and people like me keep calling. Yes. <laughs> and why have you made that choice to retire when so many actors and actresses just go on forever? Don't you think I've gone on forever? I, I think you've went a long way, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure people would still love to see you and hear from you. Well, let me, let me tell you something which you're too young to understand. I can tell by your voice. But acting is a very high-energy profession. And when you get older, you begin to lose some of that energy, and you just can't get around the way you used to be able to get around. And unless you want to not do your best, you stop doing things that you can't do anymore. It's prettier that way. So you want to leave on top? Well, I certainly don't want to leave on the bottom. Very good. Right. Very good. And many years from now, what's the epitaph going to read? I think anybody who knows me at all is going to realize that I am very content to be with Jesus Christ. And he's taken over a great deal of my life in the last 40 years. And you've helped a lot of people. And I've loved a lot of people, too. And made a lot of people laugh. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fun part. Absolutely. Well, Anne, you have no idea what it means for me to have you join this program today. I mean, I know you don't do these things often at all, no, and no. and I certainly, certainly appreciate it. And anyway, it was a play. It was a play. It was fun talking to you. Thank you. You take care. Okay. Bye. More of TV Talk. We'll be right back. Right after this. This laundry's got a case of the dingies, and it's spreading. Oh, but Schulze, synthetics get gray colors dull. How can you prevent it? In the future, add Miracle White. Super cleaner every time you use detergent. It's liquid formula deep cleans to take out graying dirt. A liquid instead of all that dry powdered stuff. Right, and it'll help keep colors bright. Great. Want a cleaner wash? Miracle White Super Cleaner helps take out the graying dirt, bring out the colors. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I like to teach the world to say. 
Hi, this is Heather Ann, Executive Director of the JGF Organization. We hope that you are enjoying our programming. It is our duty to bring you quality programming on Blog Talk Radio each and every week. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to TV Talk. Alright, now, on with the show and Ann B. Davis. Alice, take it away. That's going to be higher than I thought it was. Uh, uh, give me a little push or something. All right. What's next? Crouch. Crouch. More deep in. Lean forward. Pulls ready. Head up. Go! Go! She'll need two more lessons. Maybe three. Are you all right, Alice? I hate to be the ugly American, but I do have a protest to register. Your snow's got splinters in it. When you get to my head, leave a little peak hole so I can find my way back to the pyramid. Anybody who needs that much bandaging isn't worth saving. The manual says that in case of a double compound fracture in both arms, the victim must be completely immobilized. Will you do me a favor the next time you ask me to volunteer for something? <laughs> immobilize my big mouth before I can answer. Well, I gotta go do my homework. Come back soon, visiting hours from 7 to 9. Well, I've run out of bandages. Promise you'll stay put, okay? Cross my heart. <laughs> if I can reach it. <laughs> speak to Bobby? Hold the phone. Bobby! Telephone! Is it Joe? What are you doing down there, Alice? Hit and run Florence Nightingale. <laughs> Hello, this is Bobby Brady speaking. Hello, this is Eric. I just heard on the radio that Joe Namath got into town today. Has he called you yet? No, but I got a call in for him. Be sure to let us know when we get to meet him. Oh, sure. But listen, Joe might be trying to call me right now. I better get off the phone. Bye. See you later, Alice. Bobby! Help me up. Well, I don't think I can lift you, Alice. Well, then don't lift me. Unwrap me. My, it is attractive, isn't it? Quality house all the way through, Mrs. Hunsaker. Yes, I can see that. Oh, I love that staircase. And there's a marvelous place for my grand piano. Of course, I'll want Mr. Hunziker too. What in the world was that? Oh, maybe some wind through the willow grove. That was no wind through a willow grove. Would you believe steeple chimes? Well, at least you'll always be able to tell what time it is. <laughs> Mm. 
Explain that, Mr. Grossman. All houses settle a little, Mrs. Hudson. You know, my husband, Mr. Brady, he's an architect, and he's always telling me that houses do settle just a little bit. Now look, ghost be gone, anti-witchcraft charm. If you ever worked, work now. your home. Mrs. Hunsaker, this is my husband, Mr. Brady. Mrs. Hunsaker? <laughs> Hi, Bert. Well, have you uh, had the royal tour? Well, what I haven't seen, I've heard, Mr. Brady. <laughs> that was no house settling. Believe me, Mrs. Hunsaker, there's a rational explanation for all these noises you apparently heard this evening. There is? Oh, I, yes, there is. It sounded like Alice, our housekeeper. She probably saw a mouse or something. Not a mouse, Mr. Brady. There are no mice in this house, Mrs. Hunsaker. Excuse me while I catch some ghosts. Just a second. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mom. Well, I might have known. I must say, you people celebrate Halloween at a strange time of year. <laughs> Mrs. Hansiker, Mr. Grossman, these are our two youngest ghosts, Cindy and Bobby. What are you two doing? Listen, what's behind all of this? I guess I'm the head ghost leader. Mrs. Hansiker, this is our oldest son, Greg. Who has a little explaining to do. You're not going to like it. That's right, I'm not. Explain anyway. When we found out haunted houses weren't selling so good, we decided to haunt this one. To, um, frighten off prospective buyers? Yes, ma'am. Well, of all the... Oh, I think it's lovely and very touching. Children who love their homes so much they'd go to such lengths to protect it. You're very understanding, Mrs. Hunsaker. Oh, my dear, I raised my own family. Mr. Grossman, I strongly suspect this house is no longer for sale. Did you hear that, all you other ghosts? The house is no longer for sale. Let's put the holes in the sheets. Uh, Marsha, you take that house over there. We'll try here, okay? Okay, be right back. Right. Will we do this one ourselves, Alice? Oh, okay. I'll wait right here. What do you want? Will you please sign a petition, mister? To save Woodland Park. Save it from what? They want to put up a crummy old building. And it's the only park left where us kids can play. Mom says it belongs to the people. You radicals sure start young. What's a radical? I guess it's somebody who likes to play in parks. You wouldn't sign, Alice. Yeah, I heard. Here, let me have a try. You two go and join Marsh, okay?
Yeah? Hi there. Is the lady of the house at home? Well, there ain't no lady of the house. You mean a big, strong, handsome man like you isn't married? <laughs> Maybe it's that I just ain't met Mrs. Wright yet. <laughs> uh, well, if you were married, if you had kids, I can tell that you're the kind of sensitive, intelligent guy that would want them to have a safe place to play right. You sure got me pegged, sister. <laughs> Say, uh, I don't see no ring on that finger either. No. They just called me Alice Available. <laughs> <laughs> Would you sign a petition to, to save a park for kids? Why, sure. <laughs> Say, uh, what are you doing tonight, cutie? Well, I just thought I'd play it by ear. Well, uh, what do you say, uh, we get together, you know, find some real romantic spot like, uh, my place? <laughs> Get it? Do I ever? <laughs> Zip code. <laughs> Why don't you get a couple of big juicy steaks? A bottle of champagne? A couple of candles for the table? <laughs> got the picture? I got it! My boyfriend and I'll be over to eat it. Right. <laughs> well, that about wraps up the show for tonight. Thank you for tuning in to TV Talk. We're going to leave you with one more segment, and that would be Anby Davis in the Brady Bunch doing impression of far out so it's been far out and until next time everybody so long kind of chummy. What do you mean chummy? Well, he said, hey, how'd you like to go to the pizza parlor? And she said, far out. And she said, how about taking me to the carnival Friday night? And he said, far out. And he said, so long. And I said, far out. Didn't want him to think I wasn't on it. With it. With it. How about that? I'm really glad for him. Me too. But we still have to apologize. Let's go down to the pizza parlor. Far out. <laughs> Hey, that's kind of nice. <laughs>
Fire Monster!